Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast, where every two weeks I'm going to go in and fail to solve an ARG, and then Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. Yeah, this week we are talking about the Tarragon ARG, which was a indie ARG run from January 31st, 2016 to February 7th, 2016. Sounds good to me. Uh, Marn, I have a couple questions that came into us on Twitter to start us off. Um, we got a lot of really great questions from Twitter, uh, some of which I'm going to save for our uh, Patreon Q&A. Uh, we will have some more information about that in a bit. Um, but there are a couple questions that I need to ask you um, about this ARG. I do want to start off with the fact that um, it's interesting to me because we've gotten a lot of great questions when our games are about things like uh, The Binding of Isaac or, um, you know, just games about other media properties that people know. Uh, turns out our audience doesn't really seem to be experts on anti-terrorism. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Um, but what they are experts on are things that sound like the name of the ARG Tarragon, but aren't. Uh, so the first question they have for us is, what's your favorite recipe that uses the spice Tarragon? I don't see. I saw that one and I had to look up what Tarragon was. And I don't think I've ever cooked with it. I think it's in my spice cabinet but i don't know that anyone has ever touched it yeah i've never cooked with it either and so i googled what does it look like to see if i could figure out what i'd eaten that it tasted like and the website that i got was a little wild to me because it says that terracon has a unique taste it offers sweetness and bitterness the taste of the herb will give you a hint of vanilla and licorice <laughs> there is a war between warm and cool taste what? It's also minty and could taste a bit of hay. <laughs> However, tarragon is peppery and there's a subtle taste of turpentine. <laughs> you oh you might also taste a good eucalyptus flavor and making it a lot different from fennel and anise. So I have no idea what fennel actually tastes like. Or uh, what what uh, what tarragon actually tastes like? Uh, so I can't answer this question. I'm sorry to the person that asked it. What what a flavor profile! I you know you told me all that. I can't even like picture it. Like if you could describe what lemongrass tasted like to me, and I could picture it pretty easily. You know, tarragon. Yeah. I've got no idea. Of. <laughs> uh, the other one that came in, Marn. What's your favorite pterodon? The flying um, dinosaurs that start with a P. Let me actually look up pterodons. Because I know that I, 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 I know what they are, but I don't know which dinosaurs are classified as pterodons. <laughs> I was very into dinosaurs as a young child. You were a dinosaur person? Oh, I was definitely a dinosaur person. See, I wasn't. Oh, hold on. Oh, never mind. I might, I'm, I'm wrong. You're wrong. There's, there's a, hold on. There's a pteranodon, which is the flying things that I'm talking about. There's also a pterodon, which is an extinct genus of wolf-like somethings that lived in Europe and Africa during the late Eocene period, about 30 million years ago. Huh. So I was wrong. These are wolf mammals. They look like this. Interesting. Supposedly. So what's your favorite wolf, Marn? Well, oh my god, I have a wolf fact, actually. Hit me. They can, their vertical leap is like 12 feet. Just like straight up? 
I, I think with a running start, I would imagine. Okay, okay. And I know huh, this because that's... I went to a wolf sanctuary last year. Okay. And which is very cool. I highly recommend if you ever have the chance to go to a wolf sanctuary, definitely go. I want to go back. Um, and <laughs> they told us that a couple of their wolves, they had to build um, walls for their enclosures that were like 12 feet tall or up because <laughs> the wolves would jump out of their enclosures at night and jump into the other enclosures and like come and hang out with each other in the Jesus. nighttime. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there was one wolf whose cage just had extremely high walls and they were like yeah she's a jumper <laughs> <laughs> that's great a lot of them were like wolves that had or like wolf dogs that had too much wolf in them to legally be considered dogs sure a little too much wolf for yeah i get it and like, and one of them was someone's like wolf dog who had lived on their farm and kept jumping the fence around their farm and like <laughs> getting out. <laughs> All right. So, which one was your favorite? Probably the wolf that kept escaping the farm. All I right. Liked her a lot. <laughs> Wolves are good. Actually, my favorite wolf is Balto. Uh, <laughs> third question. These are the ones that I started getting into after we got those other two. Uh, what's your favorite Digimon? I. My favorite Digimon is Patamon. Okay, well, mine is Terriermon to keep up with a bit. <laughs> um, what's your favorite scary deer? Was that a question that we got? It's one that I made up. What is it? Uh, the deer from Adventure Time that has human hands under its hooves. Okay, mine is the Terror Fawn. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite uh, way to um, kill a fern? Neglect. Uh, mine's the Terra Front. Um, <laughs> those are all the questions that I have. Thank you all for writing in some of those questions. Uh, they were very good. Uh, I'm glad my mom doesn't listen to this podcast because I'm going to be watering her plants for 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear Mrs. Marn's mom, I promise I'm not going to rip up your plants. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, those are our questions. Uh, should we get into Tarragon? Yeah. Wait, didn't <laughs> Riley send us a bunch of questions? We are safe. Okay, Riley sent us a bunch of really good questions. Uh, do we want to get into one of them? Sure. There's one. There's one that I, I told them that I wasn't gonna think about for very long. Uh oh. And then I did. And Uh-oh. I have a fully chaotic answer for them yeah let's do it (laughs) okay so they asked us where is it i have a lot of twitter notifications lately um okay they asked us what is the argonauts theme for the power ranger season you're in and what animal slash cryptid slash thing is your ranger based on and what is your zord yes i was so excited about this what's your answer um, my cryptid would obviously be Mothman. <laughs> so it's all cryptids is our, instead of like, well, animal, animals we go with cryptids. No, I like this. I like we this. It can We've be got... like more ARG based, but Riley did say cryptids specifically. I'm, I'm into it. Okay. 
Um, Martin, what color ranger are you? Black, because of Mothman. <laughs> that, that's very fair. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought about this way too long. Um, the arg- the theme for the season um, is Arg Force. Uh, that's Altered Reality Generation Force. Yes. Um, we go through time and solve riddles. Oh, yes. Um, the theme song is literally just the theme song for Power Rangers Time Force, except you replace every time that they said time with Arg. <laughs> um, so the theme song becomes, it's Arg, Arg, Arg for Power Rangers Arg Force. <laughs> Uh, I would be a blue ranger and the cryptid that, uh, my being is based on. I'm not super into the lore of Power Rangers. I couldn't tell you exactly what it's called, uh, but it would be the Kraken. So like a giant octopus guy. Um, and the like special weapon that I have is a sword that looks like an anchor. Oh my God. That fucking rules. Is your sword (laughs) a giant octopus? Um, I guess so, but I have no idea what that would look like. Yeah, me, me neither. It's just conceptually <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's a giant. It's a giant octopus, and it makes like shoulders and arms. I guess. Yeah, my sword is just Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Our second tiny flying friend. <laughs> we combine to just be Mothman with a squid on top. <laughs> <sighs> Power Rangers is good actually. <laughs> Do we wanna go ahead and get into the game? Yeah, let's talk about Terragon. Now that we've answered these very serious questions. Yeah. Alright. Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every... Mm, two weeks? We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! <laughs> Is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song? Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music. talk about tarragon uh for this week again we were using the game detectives wiki which was very comprehensive and cool thank you game detectives hell yeah game detective so the tarragon arg is an indie arg made by a arg maker who is also a well-known member of the dota 2 community okay and um, so we're gonna have to jungle to solve these clues yeah and uh, the ARG maker's name is Gay Farang, and he, I believe, has made some other ARGs post okay. Tarragon. Um, and the trailhead to this was actually posted on a Dota 2 general thread on 4chan. 
uh, and it was someone said, what the hell? There's something very weird going on here, and linked that YouTube channel that I linked you a couple days ago. Yeah, okay, so you just sent me as the trailhead, oh god, this kid's eyes are the banner image for this channel still. Um, You sent me a link to a YouTube channel that has like 30 videos on it. Yeah. That are all, they're all very weird. So I guess this guy plays Dota 2. Yes. Um, I thought it was Hearthstone based on something in the background of the video, but I guess not. And I think, I think I recognize the logo as being from Cloud9, but I could be wrong. I don't know much about esports. Um, uh, me neither, but the wiki does say he's a professional Dota 2 player, so. Okay. Okay, so each of these videos is a clipped up version of an interview that someone did with him. Um, they each have, so each video has a one letter or a one word name. Um, there's amazing, anime, anytime, awful, bad, better, boot camp, bullshit, characters, come, different. Um, all the way through, I, these are all in alphabetical order, I guess, as I'm just now putting together. Um, I'm very good at this. Um, but each video is, so it starts off with a title screen that says Baphomet presents, uh, in association with the Tarragon group. And then it's a clip of this, um, an interview looped. So literally the video called food is just a short clip where he says the food is good. Um, looped over repeatedly for about a minute. Um, Baphomet Studio is the name of this channel, and then each video has a um, a link in it to TerragonGroup.com, which is a website that is dead. Yep. Um, it also says, um, some of them also say a Latin phrase in them, uh, Sumus, Popul- uh, yeah, Sumus Populi, um, which means, like, we are the people, basically. Mm-hmm. Um that's as far as I got. The the, the, the website is down. Uh, I can't tell anything else that comes from there. Uh, and I tried to take some of these and put them together to make sentences. But the problem is that there's they're missing a lot of like verbs and you know basically they don't fit basic sentence structure. So uh, I'm I'm lost. I assume we have to do something on the Tarragon website, but that's as far as I was able to get. Yeah, so um, the Tarragon website, I was surprised that it was down because it was like basically everything for the ARG happened on the website. Um, okay. So once I realized it was down, I knew that you weren't going to get far. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed um, it. I'm happy to live up to disappointing expectations. <laughs> so the videos, I think, were, they're not really a puzzle. They were just kind of to get people's attention. And it okay. kind of worked because after... Um, the channel got linked on 4chan someone made a reddit post about it and was like hey this is super weird um and people started to notice that if you went to tarragongroup.com it was a website for a mysterious group uh that described itself as shaping the world of tomorrow and uh providing services like consulting intelligence analysis and surveillance cool and they were like oh this is weird um and so they found a file name 
at the bottom of the page, which was areyouworthy.txt, and then they added that to the URL, and they found a page that had a riddle on it. Okay. And the riddle is, Alone on the riverbank, Peter counted his money. Somehow, only 12 gold coins were left. How is it possible? Surely he couldn't have spent that much money. A duck and two rabbits were the only items Peter had bought that week. After subtracting the price of those three items from Peter's weekly pay, at least 30 gold coins should have remained in his pocket. Now what should Peter do? His 12 gold coins won't be enough to live on for the rest of the month. Should he weep? Should he beg? Or should he steal? The day was nearly over. Sulking, Peter decided to go home. On the road, an old man came to him. Incredibly, that old man had found Peter's missing money on the side of the road earlier in the day and wanted to hand it back to him. Moving swiftly, Peter grabbed the knife hidden in his satchel and stabbed the old man in the heart. God. Now, with his missing coins and the old man's savings in his pockets, Peter walks back home with a contented smile on his face. What is Peter's favorite Dota 2 hero? <laughs> okay, uh, I know literally nothing about Dota 2, so I can't <laughs> even start to make a guess. So, someone on Reddit... Uh, is there a murderer hero? <laughs> someone on Reddit figured out that um, if you take the letters at the start of every line of this riddle, and you uh, de-anagram them, they come out to Phantom Assassin, which is a Dota 2 character. Okay. Uh, and so people okay. typed... And so people typed phantomassassin.txt into the... Uh, into the URL, and they got a little ad, uh, a want ad for Tarragon Group. Okay. Which said that they are looking for a field asset responsible for conducting surveillance and clandestine operations throughout the world at the sole request of the Tarragon board members. And it had a, a little list of requirements that was just like, be 18 or older, be in excellent physical and mental health, not be members or descendants of members of occult societies. More job descriptions should say that. Like, it's hey, true. if your parents summoned Baphomet, maybe you shouldn't join our company. <laughs> uh, and then it had a little message in Caesar Cipher, which is actually ROT 11 instead of ROT 13. Okay. Um, which uh, reads, we will reshape the world. Cool. And some smart people put, we will reshape the world.txt into the URL, and they discovered a new little page that had some lore on it. Okay. Uh, which is on June 20th, 1307, just before dawn, Three men entered the private offices of the king in the palace of Fontainebleau. They gave Philip the Fourth everything he needed to take down the only group of people with both the military and financial means to threaten his reign. In exchange for the betrayal of their brothers, the three men were awarded a tenth of the considerable fortune of the soon-to-be-eradicated order. Thus was Tarragon born. And then there's another little jumble of letters at the bottom. Okay. That was not Caesar Cipher. Okay. All so right. This... So we've got a secret group that was started to help uh, Philip the Fourth, and now they want to recruit more people, and they figure the best way to do that 
is by finding Dota 2 players. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this all happened on the first day. This was on January 31st. Okay. Uh, and then February 4th, um, one someone on Reddit, I guess, was testing just random URLs on the webpage, as you do sometimes in ARGs when you're I've trying to guess. I've been there, yeah. I've been uh, there. And they found betrayalwasnecessary.png, which was a image of Baphomet. Okay, but it's our buddy Baphomet from uh, from uh, Sexy Girl Max. He's been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's the it's the image of Baphomet that you think about when you okay. think about Baphomet. It's like sure. if you if you look at the Wikipedia page for Baphomet, it's that image. <laughs> okay. Um, and. On the same day, uh, someone figured out that the scrambled text on the We Will Reshape the World page was a Visioneer cipher using the key, This was t- Thus Was Tarragon Born. Okay, the last line of that, um, yeah. that letter. Okay, cool. And when you decrypt it, it just reads, Betrayal was necessary. And they were like, well, we already found this URL, so <laughs> we did cool. it backwards. Uh, and they figured out that the picture of Baphomet is from uh, a book, or a, two books, called Dogma and Ritual of High Magic. Okay. And someone ran the image through a steganography tool. And I think this is the first time we've talked about steganography on ARG. I don't know if that's true. We maybe have talked about it, but not called it what it's actually called. Okay. Um, For the record, uh, you can buy Dogme et Ritual de, uh, de la Haute Magie. Uh, you can buy that <laughs> from Barnes & Noble for $35. Oh, hell yeah. Just for the record. For real? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I just Googled it. We're not getting like a Rules. kickback from Barnes & Noble or anything like that, but you can get it in Italian. Oh, that rules. You go also Barnes & Noble. Also the sequel, Dogma and Ritual de la Haute Magie 2. <laughs> Barnes & Noble was really out here selling satanic So steganography steganography is when you embed uh, text and files into images. So I I, go ahead. So I think we have talked about it. I feel like we've talked about it maybe for frog fractions too, and we just didn't call it what it is. Gotcha. It is a it's a thing that I I've encountered in every ARG that I've played, and I do not understand it. I just, <laughs> I don't get how you put a picture into audio that you can see when you run it through a thing. I don't get it, but it's very cool. And every time it happens, I'm like, I don't know. It comes up in every Pikachu, in every, uh, it comes up in every ARG I've ever played in. And every time it happens, I'm like that shocked Pikachu meme. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, someone did it. Yeah, so steganography is just hiding a file in another file, basically, like at its base form. So this was, um, there was a, there was text hidden in this image file uh, that they had to find. And 
they found it. Sometimes you can open the image file as like a, a TXT and notepad and you'll be able to see it. Um, sometimes you there's like steganography tools on the internet that you can like run it through to see if there's anything hidden. So somebody did that and they got the text. The old order had become weak and corrupt. It needed to be cleansed. From one point of view, a betrayal. From another, a salvation. Join us. Okay. And so uh, people started speculating that the Join Us wasn't supposed to be a web page uh, because they couldn't find a URL for it. Okay. And they were like, oh, maybe we're just supposed to like actually apply because their URL is, or their their uh, email is listed on the web page. So maybe we should just like send them <laughs> our resumes. It's always wild to me that that is something that, like, people sleep on, because that's always my first thought, is that, like, there's a direct call to action. We should do the thing that they're directly asking us to do. (laughs) I don't know. It just always surprises me. Uh, So, everyone sent their job applications to info at theterrigongroup.com. They got identical, like, auto-responses back, which said... We are sorry to inform you that based on the information found in our files regarding your education and professional backgrounds, we will not (laughs) be able to take your application into consideration. Uh, Kind regards, JM, Tarragon Group, Human Resources Department, and then a little phrase in French that said, under his reign, France was great and the French unfortunate, and then a weird string of asterisks and lines. Okay. Um, people thought that J.M. stood for Jacques de Molay, uh, who was a member of the Knights Templar. Oh, he's actually okay. He's actually the last great master of the Knights Templar. Um, and the French signature on his email uh, was a quote from a series of books about the French monarchy known in English as the Accursed Kings. Okay. Uh, and the and it was from a passage talking about Philip the Fourth. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're it's not just a new society. We might be talking about the Knights Templar. Yeah. Cool. This is my kind of ARG. We're getting into. I don't know, the secret orders that aren't necessarily cults. Well, they did put a picture of Baphomet. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't talk too soon. Um, so that was February 1st and February 2nd. Uh, sometime in the morning, uh, the Baphomet Studios channel uploaded a video called Pawn and then removed it 15 minutes later. Okay. Uh, but somebody managed to mirror it on YouTube uh, okay. before it was taken down. Uh, it is a man speaking in French, uh, reading the prologue of the, the French book about the monarchy, uh, specifically the the part to deal with Philip IV. Okay. And then later in the day, uh, the, the channel did a live stream for 7 minutes and 45 seconds, Entirely consisting of one image of Edward the First uh, and Philip the Fourth. Okay. It's a French painting. I think it's a painting. I don't know if it's French. 
<laughs> okay, that's a very blue room. I know. Okay. Um, and the audio was a weird mixture of uh, the audio from the pawn video and slowed down audio. And during the live stream, uh, the Terragon group started emailing more people back uh, in reply to their resumes. Uh, some people got one that said, We regret to inform you that based on our assessment, you do not seem to have the skills required for the field asset position. We will nevertheless keep your application stored in our database should you prove us wrong in a later stage. <laughs> okay. I, um, I think it's very... So there's so often that uh, ARGs are just like, hey, we're looking to hire new special agents. And then like everyone that applies, it's like, great, welcome to the team. You're all special agents with us now. It's very funny that this ARG is like, hey, we're looking to, <laughs> to hire yeah. special agents. And people apply and it's like, uh, no, you work at Arby's. You can't be a special <laughs> agent. <laughs> like, It's, very, it's very funny that they're just like, uh, excuse me, are you kidding me? It really... <laughs> I think it does a good job of um, selling the alternate reality bit. Yeah. That it's like, there is an actual group of the Knights Templar that is hiring. And frankly, you don't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> um, and these emails are from the recruitment manager, whose initials were TN, uh, and had a different signature, uh, which also had the French, but it had like, the address to Tarragon's like New York headquarters. It had BTC, which I think is their Bitcoin something. Yeah, I think BTC is like a Bitcoin wallet. Oh, interesting. I yeah, think that, is, that was in the email. Like, I think that you would. That, that's all I can think of of what I I don't know much about Bitcoin, but I think that you like. If you're putting it alongside, you know, here's my email, here's my Twitter handle, here's yeah. our Patreon, here's our Bitcoin account. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, and it had a weird pattern of X's and O's that was identical to the asterisks and lines pattern from the other email. Okay. Do we think this is something like, uh, I'm thinking ahead. This feels like it might be something like um, a... Baconian cipher, I think, is what it's called. What's the one? It's it's you can do it with like ones and zeros, or A's and B's, or just like two different things. So you can kind of hide, um, you can hide binary in it, or you can hide um, Morse code in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think that's Baconian. I want to say it is. That's all. That's always my hunch when something like this happens. Yeah. That or it's something like. You know, there's four X's and then three O's, which means that you need four three or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't and, know. I'm spitballing. And then the YouTube uploaded a video which uh, was basically directing the players to not care so much about the individual symbols, but like the iterations of them, because it was... It was literally just someone reading the same pattern, but saying like one 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 two 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 two. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's what Baconian does. Yeah. Uh, and it had um the 
the video had the book cover of uh, The Iron King, which is the, the book in that book series that talks about Philip IV. Uh, and they were like, oh, maybe it's a code based on this book, perhaps. Okay. And then the Terragon Group webpage uh, updated to have the same code on it, but they were grouped in certain groupings of X's and O's. Uh, okay. Which uh, people were like, oh, maybe they're line and character coordinates. Like in the first, in the first one, there's like six X's and nine O's, and they were like, oh, maybe we have to go to the sixth line and the ninth character or okay. something. Um, and then so people worked out. Uh, how many X's and O's were in each line. Uh, the Terragon website also updated with the string of numbers as they were working it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Come on, guys. Pick it up. Come on. <laughs> and they... So they took they took those coordinates. They took the prologue of this book uh, and they were like, alright, so the first number is the line number, the second number is the letter, uh, and they got the word continue. Okay. And so they started searching for uh, URLs based on continue, because they had to find the extension like TXT or HTML. Right. Uh, they eventually found an audio file hidden on the website called continue.mp3. Okay. Uh, which was a text-to-speech recording of a series of letters uh, that just didn't make any sense. Cool. But if you download the MP3 file, uh, the metadata, which is like if you open it in iTunes, it's what it tells iTunes to file it under, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it saves, says that you it should be saved as uh, ultimate is the title and power is the artist, and they were like ah, so it's a it's a visioneer cipher, um, or it's okay. a, it's actually a keyed visioneer cipher, which is. We've talked about Keith Caesars like three times on here before. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we um, have. It's basically a Caesar where you put a word at the beginning of the alphabet, and that is what bumps the alphabet down, and the letters get all rearranged. So, in a keyed visioneer, you both need the passphrase to unscramble, and you need the key that goes at the beginning of the alphabet. So the alphabet key is ultimate, and the passphrase is power. Power. Okay, cool. Uh, and cool. Then you, and then you get, like a phoenix, our order was reborn, better and unencumbered by the weight of religion. Follow the trail. Okay. Um, and so... I Sorry, I do... It's very <laughs> 4chan to be like, yeah. hey, we're going to set up a thing, and we're going to use this old religious order as a thing, but you don't want to make them stronger as if they were atheists. <laughs> no religion. Although, I feel like it is kind of, uh, if you set up a counter-terrorism group, sometimes... Yeah, I... Sure. But I, I don't know. I do think that, like... I don't know. It feels very 4chan to me. It does. I just think it's funny. We that, are like, better. We are anonymous. No religion holds us back anymore. Follow the trail. I don't know. It's just very funny that they're so insistent on, like, no religious cults, no religion at all. 
But also they're based on the Knights Templar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, the players discovered follow the trail.txt, mostly through, you know, trial and error with the URLs. Uh, when they first discovered it, all it said was coming soon. Uh, and then within minutes, it became like an actual file that they could read. Uh, it was the, it was an excerpt from page 87 of the personal diary of Luc Delorme from figured out a way to put an audio what what do they call it in a video game like an audio log yeah they literally put like a this is my last recording and i don't know it yet (laughs) audio log into an arg fantastic well done um and so people started experimenting with different text from this and trying to find a new url uh, eventually, they got parchment.png, uh, which had a bunch of sentence fragments and numbers. Uh, the sentence fragments were the amazing, and then beauty of the, and then page and date, and then significance of the, and then there okay. was a weird string of letters, or a weird string of numbers that was 11, 11, 17, 41, 67, 51, 24, 2. Okay. And the players were like, huh, wonder what we should do with this. <laughs> okay. And then February 3rd, the next day, uh, people took uh, the text from part from Partridge.png, uh, the page number of the diary, which is 87, and the date of the diary, and they discovered a PDF hidden on the website that had uh, those those numbers, which is 87091913948, which is okay. just the page number of the date. Uh, yeah. And they were like, huh, weird PDF that we found. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then okay. this this wiki actually doesn't say what was on the PDF. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
interestingly. Unfortunately, the site's down, so I can't go download it. Uh, and then the footer of the the website, like the main page, updated to just say Owl Eyes. Owl Eyes, okay. Owl Eyes. Uh, and after they discovered this, a player found and leaked the complete index of the Terragon Holy website. shit. <laughs> oh my god. That's my biggest fear with oh trying god, to like same. start a thing or something. People are like, hey, I found it all. <laughs> Here you go. Here's everything. You just like have to pray that your players are courteous enough to not do that. Yeah, like it's one of those things where like I don't it's 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 kinda like, you know, in in D and D you say like and you're attacked by two goblins and like you just kind of trust your players not to open up a monster manual and turn yeah. to the G's to find goblins. Like, there are ways to find this, but, like, it's really out of the spirit of the game to do it. Yeah. Especially with, like, an indie ARG where it's like, these people don't know or, like, have the resources to hide the index of their site very well. Yeah, or, like, yeah, like, in my experience, it'd be something, if not my experience if i was to do something like this it would be something i didn't even know existed yeah like, what do you mean the index leaked what do you mean what do you mean this happened how do they get yeah. everything yeah oh man so that's very after, sad yeah so immediately after uh the leak the entire website went dark uh, yeah pull they, the plug <laughs> they they put up a, a message that was like we have a security leak that we need to fix. Uh, and all the files became inaccessible. Uh, after like five or so minutes, the site came back online and there was a new message in the footer that said, all leaks have now been fixed. The people responsible for leaking private information will be hunted down. <laughs> Good. Um, so um, there were so they found a couple websites in the leaked uh, index before the before the site completely went dark. Uh, there was a newbeginning.png, uh, which had a flag code on it that translated to do not despair. Uh, and then do not despair.txt read, hang in there. We can't give you clues, but know that we are cheering for you. We have to go into hiding. Come back here when you've found valuable information. Okay. Um, and then during all of this leak-related chaos, um, we're about to get into some spectacular organic territory. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, there was a theory formed uh, based on just messages and a bunch of other stuff uh, that uh, the Reddit user who had solved the Phantom Assassin riddle was involved with the Terragon group. Okay. Uh, and his Reddit username was Tony Wan and someone sent him a private message uh, that read, hello Mr. Tony. This is the funniest private message they could have sent him. Because they straight up pretended to be a character in the ARG. <laughs> so, so they think 
This guy, Tony Wan? Yes. They think that Tony Wan is like a mole, basically. Yeah. And that he, quote unquote, fake solved the first clue to get the ball rolling on Reddit, you said? Yeah. Okay, so they think that he's a thing. So they're messaging him pretending to be a member of the ARG? Yeah, this Reddit user sent, Hello, Mr. Tony. You may know me as JM. Be wary that you are being investigated by ISSP as a possible part of the leak on our website. You better share with us what you know. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Tony Wan, this is King Louis' dad. He's very upset about what happened to his website, and he wants you to share the information that you have. Please tell us, I mean him, what happened. <laughs> we did call the internet cops on you, Tony. <laughs> yes, the the secret internet police are on their way. Uh, wee woo, wee woo, you can hear them outside <laughs> now. Better give yourself up. And so Tony respi- responds, this is highly suspicious. Why would JM contact me here and not our internet? Okay, if you really are who you say you are, let's try something. Every year in March, we celebrate the anniversary of the brightest day of our organization in front of a plaque. Over the plaque is a bridge. Cross the bridge. What is the name of the building to your left? Visit the file named after that building. Okay, so he is a mole. Yeah. Huh. This is a very clever way of working with the fact that your players know what's up. Yeah. I really like this. Me too. Okay. So we gotta find a bridge and a plaque? Yeah. Okay. Where are we going, Marn? I assume we're we're going going to France. We are going to France. So people deduced that uh, the bridge was the Pont Neuf. Uh, which is across from a plaque memorializing Jacques de Molay's death, uh, located by the Seine. Uh, and if okay. you go across the Pont Neuf Bridge, uh, there is a department store named Samaritan. So they went to that file, and it was a PNG. Okay. Uh, and it was an Enigma machine code. Ooh, cool. We're getting fancy. We are getting fancy. This is the first time we've talked about the Enigma machine, because people don't encode things with the Enigma machine anymore. I mean, there's a reason for that, that we, yeah. we broke it in the 40s. We didn't break it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the Enigma machine uh, was a encryption device from World War II. I feel like a lot of people listening probably know what it is. Um, but it's it's a keyboard, the, the letters light up. There's apparently a bunch of websites now where you can just pop in an Enigma code and it'll just decrypt it for you, which is very cool. One of my, I don't know, I, I don't know necessarily how true this is, but I know that it's um, become like the, uh, the, um, like the urban legend about the device is that it was, they built it to try and like mirror one used by Germany during World War Two to try and crack their codes and the like the key that led them 
to figuring out what they were doing is that they realized that like the last words of every message were um what is it four letters and then six letters long and they deduced that that was probably Heil Hitler at the end of each like message oh, for their orders. Yeah, I've heard that. So they just basically like looked down and were like, how did they say like, you know, love George? So they're just like, great, <laughs> Heil Hitler. Um, and then they just like built a device to take these new types of encryptions and to backwards, like, you know, backwards work it from there to find what the message would start from. It's a really so cool. neat story. So cool. Um, and so from decoding that, uh, they get uh, a MP3 uh, that is hiddenhistory.mp3, uh, which has an audio file in Morse, which was Morse of base 64, and then the base 64 was hex code, and then the hex code was MD5 uh, hash. Okay. And then Damn. Wow. And then it deciphers to the word administrator. Okay. Uh, and then administrator.txt had a string of numbers, uh, which was a cipher uh, using the passphrase, uh, giving you a better world, which was Tarragon's motto. And then Jesus. once you decoded that, you get, our goal is near. It is within our grasp. Soon we will accomplish our lofty goals. Stay strong, D. Okay. And then they found staystrong.png, which became inaccessible after they found it. Uh, And then they went to staystrong.txt, which had a link to an unlisted uh, Baphomet Studios YouTube video that was just some footage of a harbor with, like, creepy sounds over top of it. Okay. Here, I'll send it to you. No, Marn, you know I hate <laughs> creepy sound videos. There's no, like, jump scares. It's just, like, some nice footage of France with, like, the I most don't know that, though. ever. This music sounds like there could be a jump scare at any time. I've watched the video. There's no jump scares, I promise. Alright. Yeah, this is real creepy music. I don't like this. Okay, stay strong. It's an unlisted video. We got boats. We've got a building. There's a weird filter over it that's like wavy. Yeah. I don't like it. Me neither. Okay. Uh, and they, the players realized that all of the locations of the video were of a town in France called uh, La Rochelle. Uh, they went to larochelle.txt on the website, which had uh, octal code on it, which is number code, um, and it okay. decoded to base 64, and then it decoded to Navajo code. Oh, damn. There's a lot of codes, a lot yeah. of codes. I was therapy. gonna, I've been waiting until you get to the end of this chain to say this. But it sounds like this is never going to end. There is a <laughs> lot of puzzles and codes and decryptions in this game. Yeah. Uh, and then when you translate the Navajo code, you get, this is the last step previous the first lesson. Are you ready? And then they went to areyouready.txt, which had, have you remembered your lesson, a city and a pillar, and then a string of numbers. 
Uh, and then do not despair.txt updated to say, we're monitoring your progress. You're doing great, even faster than we expected. Go on, you're not very far now. Okay. Uh, and then using the leftover numbers that I got from parchment.png, which was like the weird word cloud. Oh, numbers, yeah, okay. And a tri-digital cipher, which I've never heard of before in my life. What is a tri-digital cipher? I don't know. Hang on. I gotta, Let me look it up. I'm going to guess it's an older one, because this seems to be using a lot of like World War II ciphers. Um, a tri-digital cipher is... A ten-letter keyword is used to produce a numerical key, which is placed above a block ten columns wide. A keyword alphabet is written into the block, leaving the last column blank. Each letter is enciphered by the digit above it. The digit above the last column is used as a word separator. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to pretend that I followed that. It's kind of... I'm I'm on like a cryptogram website that explains a bunch of different ciphers. You kind of have to look at it to understand what it is. Okay. It's just like a bunch of letters and numbers in a in a brick. Okay. Ten letter keyword is used to produce a numerical key, just placed above a block ten columns wide. Keyword alphabet is written. I don't get it. I <laughs> I will trust you that this makes sense. It vaguely makes sense to me. I think if I stared at it for a little longer, I could probably understand it better. Um, okay, so we're getting into really wild stuff. Yeah, but they figured it out because the creator of the tri-digital cipher went by the username OwlEyes. Oh, okay, which is the, the, yeah, that changed earlier. Cool. Yeah. Um, and all of that to get a new beginning dot txt. A new uh, beginning. All right. Which, yeah, they which was one they hadn't had yet. Um, so we go to February fourth. We are now five days into this eight day ARG. Okay. Uh, sixteen thousand codes deep. Yeah. The staystrong.png uh, was updated overnight to show the Roslyn Chapel, uh, which is a chapel in Roslyn, Scotland. Um, and don'tdespair.txt was updated to read Give Up Now. <laughs> okay. Uh, do not, uh, are you ready? TXT was updated to say, have you remembered your lesson, a city and a chapel? And they were like, oh, the, the other key to the, the tri-digit code, uh, was, is, uh, the name of the chapel. So that was how they, they, uh, they decoded that. Okay. Um. Known Tarragon operative U Tony Wan made a Reddit post suggesting that a previously used cipher was reused, saying, 
How humiliating it must be to be twice to be twice jumped by the same code. <laughs> That's really funny. It's very funny once you get unknown mole. It's funny when they post like pretending to be innocent and just be like, Man, it sure would suck if we're stuck by the same code twice, wouldn't it, gang? Yeah. Meanwhile they're sitting there with like um they're sitting there like uh, Steve Buscemi with the skateboard over his shoulder. Like, <laughs> how do you do, fellow coders? Uh, and then Baphomet <laughs> We sure look like idiots. Oh, okay, so they haven't solved the tried... I don't think they have solved the tried digital code by this point. They just, like, knew what it is. Okay. See, they knew what it was. They looked at that describer that you sent me, and they were like, I sure hope this isn't relevant, <laughs> and set it aside. Um... Baphomet Studios up- uploaded a new video that Tony posted on, or no, Tony linked something else on Reddit and was like, I'll give you a hint, and then linked to Clue the board game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's incredible. Yeah, he went on Reddit and he said, alright, I'm a pretty nice guy, so click here to get a clue, and it was just an Amazon link to Clue the board game. <laughs> Tony is the best character in this ARG. Oh, that's funny. I like Tony. Uh, and then the Baphomet Studios updated a video that was just all pictures of owls, and they were like, oh, owl eyes. Ah. Got it. It's tri-digital. Uh, so they put in uh, La Rochelle, which is the name of the city, and Roslyn, and those were their key phrases for the tri-digital. Uh, they didn't actually get a new beginning. I was wrong. They got, you deserve an explanation. Okay. Which was a hidden directory on the Tarragon website. <laughs> They're like, well, you guys know how to handle these, so here you go. <laughs> uh, and it had a bunch of files called Briefing Leaks, Confidentiality, Encrypted, Meeting Preparation, Our History... A couple different pages that were our history department heads, notice, and welcome. Okay. Uh, and the encrypted one was encrypted.rar, so it was a rar file. Gotcha. Um, and then do not despair.txt updated to have a anagram on it, and they they were able to unscramble that anagram to get the password to the RAR, which was Abyssal Underlord. Okay. So is a Dota character? You guess what? I guess is also a Dota character. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Do Dota characters uh, not have names? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about Dota 2. I couldn't tell you. Uh, so the RAR had a file called xxx.txt, uh, which said, The journey will bring you to the truth. Had a bunch of weird letters in it. Uh, they realized it was ISO country abbreviations. Okay. Um, they plotted out the countries on a map in order, and the plot spelled the word human. Oh, that's so cool. Like, they laid out... And then just like connected all the care- all the countries together. Uh, so each country was in a specific string, and there were five strings, and each string formed a letter. 
cool. That's so cool. It's so cool. Um, so this entire game is just like, you get a file, you solve the file, you take the answer, you put that as the new URL, you get a yeah. new file, you solve the file, you take that. Okay. Yeah. So they went to human.txt on the website, uh, and they got, by adding these two numbers together, you will read the truth. 355,292. Okay. Uh, and uh. then it was updated to have coordinates uh, of a Parisian library. Library. And this link doesn't work, so I can't tell you what library it is. But, okay. so they, they updated they They updated the website, they took the text out, they put in coordinates for a library in Paris... Uh, once the Discord users found that library, it updated to have the coordinates of a library in New York. Once they found that library, it updated to be a Tokyo library. Uh, and then okay. they did it, they the, did it again are, two more times. <laughs> damn, okay. So are the numbers changing? Yeah, the no, the numbers are still the same, but just the coordinates are changing. So... It's probably the Dewey Decimal System then, right? Yeah. If it's gonna, it's either those two or you add them together and then whatever the new... Yeah. Whatever the total of that, that Dewey Decimal code, it'll be a section in there, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, so they got two more libraries, then uh, the TXT page updated to say, Dear Recruits, we know what you are trying to do. Did you think we were that blind? I would like to talk to you, but unfortunately I'm a busy man, and I'm afraid I can't wait forever. You have one hour to find the solution to this problem. It shouldn't be too hard, since some of you came quite close. Think not of a literal edition, but of a more hmm, intellectual one. Don't worry, (laughs) I will still talk to you even if you fail to solve this problem, but there will be consequences down the line. So, they realized it was Dewey Decimal, they took they found the dewey decimal uh designations for 355 and 292 which were classical religion and military science uh they realized it was referring to mars the roman god of war and they got a mars directory on the tarragon website okay uh which had several files uh a briefing PDF, uh, files named Brett 1 through 4, and files <laughs> named Director 1 through 4. Okay. Uh, the Brett messages. <laughs> the first one says, Hi there, I'm Brett. I don't know if Letitia, who was uh, one of the, the Tarragon people that was emailing and talking to the group. Okay. Or, no, she's not, she's actually not Tarragon. She's one of the, the people working against Tarragon, but she's okay. talking to those on the website. Uh, told you about me, but I worked for her group, the Friends of Dumoulet. Tarragon didn't catch me when they raided our place. It took me a while, but I finally managed to infiltrate their headquarters. I'm heading down to the holding cells now. TTYL, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny that this, like, terrorist is signing off of an email with the same thing that I used to say in, like, chat rooms in 8th grade. Yeah. 
Um, and so the the other Brett messages were like, I'm I'm going to the holding cells. Damn, I think someone spotted me, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the director messages. The first one said, "Dear recruits, I know everything. I know you've been helping that Letitia. Don't worry, she's perfectly safe in our holding cells." Blah 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 blah. What we can't understand is why you might choose to betray us. We placed our trust in you. Uh, and at the end of both the Brett and director strings, there was a poll that let the players choose if they wanted to help Tarragon or and tell the director that Brett was in the building or tell Brett the keypad code to open up the holding cells. Huh. And they had one hour to choose. Okay. And they chose to they help... They Brett, right? They helped Brett! Hell yeah. Fuck the police. Uh, and Letitia put a message in the Mars directory that said, We made it out of Tarragon headquarters. We are now en route to a new secret location where hopefully we'll be able to plot our next moves and prepare to take down Tarragon for good. Okay. Uh, and then the rest of the the rest of the message says, Over the past few days, you've been so smart when you helped us decipher Tarragon's codes, so brave when you chose to betray the people who had recruited you, so resourceful when you supplied us with all the information we needed to take down Tarragon, and so stupid for trusting us. (laughs) (laughs) Never trust a Brett. That is something I've learned through a long history of Bretts. All Bretts are bastards. Uh, yeah, ABAB. Remember that acronym. <laughs> ABAB. All Bretts are bastards. Oh, God. Womp womp. So we let down Tarragon. We got counter-betrayed by a bunch of traitors. So the, so Tar- All right. So the friends of Dumoulin are like the real Knights Templar, basically, and okay. Tarragon is still an anti-terrorist group. Uh, so Tar- Tarragon is the fortune atheist equivalent of the uh, of the Knights Templar, whereas the Knights Templar are like, yeah, we're still holding strong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so a new picture got added to. Uh, the Mars directory that hinted at the what uh, Letitia and the friends of Dumoulin were going to do next. Are you okay? Sorry, I... Pepsi oh, went no. up the wrong pipe. My bad. Oh, no. <clears throat> so they found a new picture in the directory uh, that they thought was hinting to what Letitia and the friends of Dumoulin were going to do next. Uh, it was a map with arrows pointing to capitals of the of a bunch of countries. Okay. Uh, they took the first letter of every country and rearranged them and they got the, and then decoded it, I guess, from ROT 13 or like base 32 or something. And they ended it with the word goals and they got goals.txt, which okay. said, why? Why did you choose to betray us? <laughs> <laughs> why did you help them? We gave you a job. We trusted you. <laughs> <laughs> we are in dire need of people to help us 
The future of the world is at stake. We may never be able to fully trust you again, but at least you can help us. We need help deciphering a message from L's group. A, fa- a famous person, but not famous people. 1. 1.51, 1.63, 1.64, 2.40. Uh, and someone on Discord realized that this is a puzzle that had been used in another ARG, uh, where the numbers correspond to the brightness of certain stars. Wild. Yeah. It's double wild. On one on one hand, that's a wild puzzle and solution. On the other hand, it's wild to me that someone looked at that and said, hold on, I've solved this puzzle before. <laughs> they stole this puzzle from a different ARG. Yeah. The answer's still on my computer. Here you go. That's incredible. I know. Uh, so they realized that... Uh, all the names of the stars that they got from this message uh, pointed to Joan of Arc. And they went to on the website, and they got a message that said, hmm, thank you. To be fair, our analysts actually did find out the answer before you did by using Google. We're officially in my favorite... This is, this is, I think I say this every other episode, this is my favorite trope of ARGs, which is where you get um, just a snarky person that knows more than you on the other end of the line. Yeah. I love evil bastards that just know more than you do. It was my introduction to ARGs through Wally, the evil, uh, <laughs> the evil video rental company AI. Um, it's popped up again and again in different websites, but just, I don't know, any time that, like, <laughs> Biley in the Bed Bath & Bionicle, uh... Shout out to Biley! ARGs like that, shout out to Biley, who wasn't our, uh, who wasn't our guest last time. Um, and any time that a, an NPC in an ARG gets close to being, like, GLaDOS, I'm just into it. It's especially funny because these people are, like, the anti-terrorist police. Yeah, and it's like, we're just going to get petty now. Like, fuck you. It's petty time. Uh, And they were like, we found uh, this website that Letitia uses to communicate with her group. And it's this website called happycats.club. Oh my god. Uh, And the director said, hidden somewhere on that site should be the proof that this website belongs to her people. No, Uh, it's down. Oh no. It doesn't exist anymore. So they ran a who is on the website and it was registered to Letitia. Okay. Um, And they were like, oh, what if she hid the same TXT pages on here as she did on the Tarragon website? So they tried a couple of those, and they found uh, one which said, uh, To Brett, please don't forget the cake. I'm hungry. To Marjorie, we need to decipher this ASAP. It was sent by X. Thanks. And then a string of letters. And then, Marjorie, we made some progress on the code. Apparently it was included with something called a Beaufort cipher. Hope that helps. Okay. Uh, that is a substitution cipher kind of like Visionaire. It's basically Visionaire, but reversed. Okay. Um, 
and they decoded it to say, this is my path. Uh, and then they went on the Terragon site, and they found this is my path.txt, and then they found a code in everyone's favorite code, tap code. Tap code. <laughs> Take a drink for tap code. Oh, our favorite code. <laughs> One God. day we'll tell we'll tell our story of tap code. <laughs> There's not much of the story beyond I hate it. And... <laughs> the st- yeah, the story is that in the ARG that we that I met Andrew uh playing there was a puzzle that was tap code and no one knew that it was tap code or what tap code was and eventually the GM just had to explain it to us. The GM kept giving us clues like tap. It's tap. Yeah. And we were like, it's not Morse code. Like, we were like, <laughs> we were like I don't know why you keep saying tap because it's it was, clearly not Morse code. It was like that, that fucking mystery box meme where it was like, first clue is something that taps morse code no it's not morse code you piece of shit it's not an orange (laughs) so they decoded the tap code and they got surveillance's key uh which is a new txt page uh that said thank you for telling about thank you for telling us about the security breach the information in L's possession is now worthless. We intercepted a new message from the friends of Demolay, uh, and it was another jumble of letters. This is your passcode. The key to decode it is a word that starts and finishes with 500, has a 1, a letter, and a 5 in the middle. I don't know. I'm bad at math. What's up? Uh, they realized that it was the, the it was a visioneer and the key was David because D is five hundred in Roman numerals. Oh, yeah. And it's uh okay. Yeah. A one D D A one, and then a five in the middle. So V, that's very cute. Yeah. Good work. You got me. Uh, so then they got to this is your de- destiny dot txt. Uh, which said, guilty, all guilty, and that snow, oh, all the snow. But the little man with the egg-shaped head was not fooled, even from the very first words of the story. And then a book code. Okay. And they realized that it was a book code based on uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, the little man with the egg-shaped head, that's uh, Poirot. Yeah. Uh, and it was a word and letter number like they had had way back at the beginning. Um, and they solved the book cipher and got the phrase, you are alive. And then they went to youarealive.txt, which had another puzzle. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Okay. Uh, and it actually had a puzzle and a guide, and the guide was the keyword to the puzzle uh, of that was the list of like scrambled words. So they had to figure out the guide. Um, they figured out that so it was nine phrases. Uh, they figured out that they the phrases corresponded to the nine circles of hell in Dante's Inferno, and they okay. had to order them correctly. Damn. Okay. 
So, like, the, the phrases are, like, I betrayed my friend, I waste my money, I often get angry, I love sex, I burned okay. a house. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Okay. Um, so they, they reordered the phrases, and then they were like, oh, we have to reorder these strings of, co- these, like, strings of encoded letters in the same way. Uh, they did that. They realized it was a visioneer, and they deciphered it with the key of Virgil. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then they got, I am the capital city of the smallest country in Europe. Uh, Vatican City? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm Uh, one for 48. And then they found vaticancity.png, which had a phrase written in a dwarvic runic alphabet (laughs) from the Lord of the Rings. Hell yes. This GM did not want to reuse a cipher. (laughs) (laughs) This GM did the opposite thing of what a lot of GMs do, which is like teach your players three ciphers. Exactly. And just throw a bunch of different variations. This GM was like, I never want them to know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild that they're able to solve all this in the span of like a day. I know. Makes me a little embarrassed about my output in ARGs where it's like, well, I'll come back to this tap code in four days and see if we can't figure it out then. <laughs> this GM was like, I would rather die than use ROT13 <laughs> again. <laughs> it's all dwarving runes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what did the runes spell? Uh, where will the meeting be held? Okay. They went back to one of the other um, directories that they got, and they found a PowerPoint called Meeting Preparation. Uh, okay. And it said the meeting was to be held in the Palais du Luxembourg in Paris. Okay. And then they went to paladuluxembourg.txt on the Terragon website. They got a sound file, uh, which had the sound of a ten-digit number dialed on a telephone. <laughs> okay. Uh, they transcribed, or they were able to figure out what numbers uh, were being played. Because, you know, each number has, like, a specific tone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they transcribed the number. Uh, they realized it was T9 for You Are Fast. Okay. And then they went to URFast.txt, which had a page that said, How well do you know the glorious history of the Templars? One, he was the patron of the small group that founded the Order. Two, some of us fled there after hell broke loose. And then the letters ACTL and a weird string of numbers. Okay. Um. So the answer to the first one is St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Patron saint of giant dogs. The second one was Scotland, because Philip IV uh, pressured Europe into persecuting the Templars, and they all fled to Scotland. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. Uh, So we move to February 5th. Which is on the wiki called The Plot Thickens. (laughs) (laughs) Has it not already thickened? I feel like the plot is pretty thick by now. (laughs) Um, So, sometime overnight, the You Are Fast uh, page updated 
to change ACTL to ALCO from Tulay. Okay. Um, they realized it referred to a keyword root in a nihilist cipher, which Jesus I have Christ. also never This energy is forcing me to look up so many ciphers. <laughs> <laughs> Nihilist cipher is a manually op- operated symmetric encrypted cipher originally used by Russian nihilists in the 1880s to organize terrorism. Marn, after there's something in the sea, I-, I think I said to you, hey, can we cover a game that's a little more puzzly next? <laughs> and I didn't expect you to, to deliver this hard. <laughs> Okay, this one is slightly easier than the the tri-decimal or whatever it was. It's just a Polybius square, but um, the alphabet is all mixed up, basically. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Polybius square and the alphabet's all mixed up, and there's like a, a key a keyword that you need uh, okay. to decode so, it. I assume the keys were uh, St. Bernard and Scotland? Uh, and they decoded it to this should last a long time. Okay. Uh, and they found this should last a long time.txt, uh, which said, We need your help with another project. Apparently, Letitia's group have come up with a new way to communicate with some of their remote followers. Go to her site and find out how she communicates with her people. Once you find the method and code, contact one of our operatives. Okay. Uh, a cryptic new post appeared on happycats.club featuring an image of a cat in what appears to be Jerusalem. Okay. I wish this website still existed. I want to see those cats. <laughs> um, the website was later updated with two more pictures of cats. These likely also contribute to the puzzle. A while later, the website was again updated with two more pictures of cats. Uh, and then the, the TXT page updated to say, update, there's something fishy about those damn pictures. <laughs> uh, they ran steganography on the image of, or on all of the images of the cats, uh, to find that they all... Four of them all contain the text, I hope work is something you find enjoyable. Killing jackals vigorously. Uh, and then what? a book code. And they realized that killing jackals vigorously uh, was a reference to the King James uh, Version Bible. Oh, okay. And then the book code is like passage yeah. and... Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, they realized that work was a pun on Job, which is the book of Job. Oh. And they were like, Yeah, oh, got it. Versus from the book of Job. <laughs> uh, and they, they got the text Malta, and they reached out to Tony, and they said, Have you scheduled your time off for your Malta trip? Uh, Tony replied, Amazing, you actually did something useful. <laughs> Uh, and then he followed up and said, Since you seem to be on a roll, yes, I'm being ironic, do you mind solving this piece of paper we found in the holding cell that we had L in? Uh, and it was a map with some 
some stuff drawn on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a weird one. Yeah, I was about I was gonna try and describe this for the audience, but it's uh, it looks like a street map except there's a bunch of words written on it in different places, but they don't do yeah, they're anything. Just, they're just like words. Yeah. Uh, how do you solve this, Mart? So, it's actually a word puzzle. It's not a map puzzle. Um, the way to solve it is that uh, you follow the path that's marked uh, and all right turns are adding letters to the word and all left turns are subtracting letters oh god so, okay so like the first one is you start on pilford street and then you turn left onto ford so you subtract ford from pilford so you have pill street yeah and then you turn right onto cats avenue so you've got pill street cats ave yeah turn left onto pika so you take out the p the i the c and the a okay Wild. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, and then you end up with linguists, which is uh, they identified who they identified from an earlier PowerPoint presentation, who was a translator and potential spy attending the meeting at Luxembourg. Uh, and they messaged Tony, and he said, thanks, our own people found the answer five minutes ago, but thanks. <laughs> Await new instructions from JM at Inquiry, and they found an Inquiry directory uh, that said, congratulations on your last assignments, job well done. We can now assume that the friends of DMLA, let's call them FDM for brevity's sake, will try to infiltrate the company. We're trying to collect files on all the linguist people working at our com our conference, but in the meantime, can you help us with something else? We intercepted this image from FDM. We'll put it in this folder. We're guessing it's related to Sunday's event and may contain another code. Contact Tony when you're done. P.S. Sorry about Tony's attitude. <laughs> and then there were a bunch of other P.S.'s that were like hints to deal with the, uh, the code that they were looking at um, and one of them was SOS in Morse code hinting that the puzzle involved Morse Okay. Uh, the photo is not on the wiki or described but it says that there were trees in it and the, the code was that uh, the short trees were dots and the tall trees were dashes in Morse gotcha okay uh, and it decoded to we strike on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Um, they sent the solution to Tony and they got the reply. Thanks. No need to hurry, by the way. Please continue taking your sweet, <laughs> sweet time to work on these. It's not like we're doing important work here. Wait for a new message from JM. <laughs> so they... As a reward for solving this, uh, they get more files in the inquiry directory. Um, one of the text files gets updated uh, for a new message from JM. Now that says, thank you for helping us with that code. We do need your help, and this time it is a time-sensitive matter. 
so please try to stick to the task at hand. <laughs> we have one hour before we issue security clearances for the translators contracted by linguists. Based on what you found, we can safely assume that one of them is working for FDM. Unfortunately, at this point, we have no idea which one it is. In the folder that contains this message, you will find a file listing these individuals along with whatever we have been able to find about them. We do have a lead, however. Someone found a code that may lead you to the identity of the fake translator. So basically, they got um, a list of translators, they had to figure out which one was a mole, and they had to vote on another poll uh, who was going to be killed. God, <laughs> which translator okay. was going to be murdered. Uh no, it's uh, it's who whose clearance is going to be denied. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it says in the it it says in the in the thing it's like the translator who you vote for will be shot. Just kidding. We'll just deny their clearance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they only had an hour to do it, and this is what the, the cool part of the ARG, uh, in my opinion, was in, which is. They had to help Tarragon navigate this conference like in real time and foil FDM and vote on a bunch of polls. So it basically became like a kind of like a telltale game. Interesting. Like a choose your own adventure ARG. Yeah, with, with the, and they were doing puzzles on a deadline. That's very cool. So they got um an Excel file uh, that had all the translators and uh, their backgrounds as investigated by Tarragon. Uh, they got an image that was a pig pen cipher that deciphered to the file of the agent that infiltrated linguists is in the mole directory. The clue to his or her identity is hidden in the narrative. Uh, and Okay. They found that happycats.club had a mole directory that had a PDF called Yesterday. Um, and it was a document of someone's meeting with a psychiatrist. Okay. Um, and they noticed that there were a lot of animals referenced in the PDF. And they pulled all of the animals and lined them up, and they took the first letter, and they got tractor. Um, okay. And they found one of the translators who uh, whose background was loves the countryside and gardening. Um, and then, but then other people in the Discord uh, thought that the psychiatrist PDF was referring to um, like the just the details of the PDF uh, were referring to someone else and there, okay. was, a whole, there was a whole thing uh, but ultimately the one who liked the countryside won in the poll and they got a new TXT in the directory from JM that said hmm interesting choice uh and they they denied that person clearance uh and also said by the way we've been told that fdm is soon going to send a broadcast to its remote agents can you monitor their website in case the broadcast is made there if that's the case try to decipher it and send whatever you find to tony okay (laughs) 
Letitia's website was updated with a cryptic new post titled, Please Disregard This Post, containing images <laughs> of parasites and disease vectors. Jesus, okay. <laughs> oh, which, funny. which was later updated to, Please Disregard This Broadcast. Um, so now we move on to February 6th. Um, they got an additional hint was... Uh, I just thought I'd let you know something that our analysts sent me. They say, what do parasites do? I know, not very helpful, but analysts are always a bit weird. <laughs> uh, and then they got the hint, the file names are definitely not random. Please look into that a- ASAP. And then they got a bunch more hints. Uh, could the host be us? Tarragon, I mean? I'm just spitballing here, but that may be something worth looking into. <laughs> and then they got a hint that was a haiku, which was, a numbered letter, even parasites should say, a tiny sentence. Uh, and then they got a hint that was like, I can only give you one more hour, please. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've had a time-sensitive thing that we failed, and it's about yes, diseases. Also, we think that we might have failed a thing about picking the right mole. So we're 0 for 2 on the important shit for the final day. <laughs> so they, they got a new TXT that said, well, it looks like you didn't manage to answer the answer in time. <laughs> this is rather unfortunate, because we actually think that Cloak code contained a clue to the type of attack FPM plans to launch on Saturday. Now we're completely in the dark. To be fair, though, our team of trained analysts also failed to decipher that message, so don't feel too bad about it. (laughs) Our director wants to talk directly to you. He told me he wants to explain the situation. But before that, we have one more assignment for you. Yesterday evening, we intercepted a video message sent by FPM to some of its on-site assets. We think it might lead you to FPM's current location. Uh, so they got a new YouTube video uh, that had edited clips of Dota 2 and the International Dota 2 Championship Tournament. Okay. Let me open this video. I haven't actually watched it. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> it's the Dota... It's like clips of Esports, but with the same creepy music. Oh, that sounds terrible. I don't want to watch esports with its own music. And like distorted video game character lives. Huh, I don't like the sound of that at all. No, it's it's bad. It's it's a bad one. (laughs) So they reversed the audio to get a message that was a type of half-sentient plant cultivated by half-sentient wizards. Okay. Uh, and then they realized that two numbers show up in the video, uh, plus 50 and plus 70. Okay. Um, they, think, they thought that the message referred to a Dota 2 item called the Observer Ward. 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Which is a... Yeah, that's the description of the item. It's the half-sentient plant developed by half-sentient wizards. Gotcha. Uh, so they took that. They were like, well, we should add 50 and 70. And then they went to Observer Ward 20, uh, 120.txt on the Happy Cats website. Okay. Uh, and they found a note from Letitia uh, about where the temporary location of FDM is. Cool. Uh, which says, to find our new location, you will have to make two journeys th- throughout the city. X marks the spot. To start your first journey, follow the way of the $1 bill, turn your back to Persia, and turn right. Take the first turn on the right, and then the first turn on the left. Immediately turn right. Your destination is the store where two green bears stand guard. Follow the way of the same bill again. Go visit Barbara and turn your back to her. Turn right and continue until the end of the street. Turn left, and once you find a decent place to buy the latest fashion from London, left again. Turn right and take a rest with the good doc with the good doctor in front of the Eiffel Tower. God. <laughs> so they realized pretty quickly that all of these refer to just street names in Paris. Have you? Do you know um, Professor Layton? The video yeah. game series. Yes. Where he plays a little detective and he's trying to uh-huh. solve a crime, but everyone keeps giving these puzzles to do. Uh-huh. There's an old comic, I think it's Penny Arcade, that someone made. Um, I found it, but it just says him and he says, no one in this goddamn game will help me unless I help them do their fucking math homework. Look at this guy. Hey, what are the chances of you lowering this bridge without doing any Da Vinci Code bullshit? The guy <laughs> just says... I have 12 matchstick, and he yells back, fuck you. Oh my god. And that's how I kind of feel about this game at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which just like, my god, I can't get a solid answer from anything without having to do a cipher designed to, is a tri-digital format in Dwarven. This is all so complex. So they're, they're street names in France. So. <laughs> I have yeah, 12 so matchsticks. <laughs> so they use these directions. They found a sign with an X on it outside a hotel called the Hotel California at an intersection of two points of the road. And they sent it to Tony, and they got the response, You actually found something valuable. Amazing. Wait a moment, I'll send one of our attack teams over there. I'll report back in a few minutes. And then he said, Our attack team got over there and entered the building in full tactical gear. Result, two old ladies were there. One of them is now waiting to get transported to a nearby hospital for heart palpitation. Great work, Sherlock. Try again, and this time, please be accurate. Dear God. Okay. Um, they tried again. They got a a player who was actually in France or in Paris to like go and try the route that they were doing. Uh. They found a new place. They sent it to Tony. He was like, nope, tag team says nothing suspicious is there. Uh, they <laughs> tried it again. 
They sent it to Tony. He said, our tech team just swept the building. The second floor was empty, but we did find some FDM documents in there. There was a lukewarm <laughs> cup of coffee on the table, too. It looks like they left in a hurry. How did they know we were coming? Whatever. Just wait for the next task. It's because we got the wrong mall. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, so they got three new files. Uh, one was from JM. Uh from JM said, guys, great job with the location job. We still don't know how they were able to elude us. By the way, our director wants you to read something. I'll upload it here. Um, they got one that was newtask.txt uh, that said uh, it had a link to Letitia's G directory on happycats.club. Okay. Uh, they said... Uh, there seems to be something over here. Can you investigate? Uh, and they found that goals.txt had updated to say, Gunther goes to the good grocers for grapes, ginger, and guava. Uh, and they were like, okay, so the, the G directory. So... Yeah, so they, they went to g.txt, which was the link that JM gave them. They got Gunther goes to the good grocers for grapes, ginger, and guava. Uh, they went to the G directory, and they found a message that said, Not bad, let's go on. I'm thinking of a movie with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Uh, gravity. Gravity. Uh, so to do this, instead of every directory being a word it was like g slash r slash a slash v slash i slash t <laughs> slash y nice which is such a pain uh and they got that and they said and it said wait sorry i actually wanted the verb uh and then they uh, went to tape yeah uh which said i'm definitely in the mood for a gerund gravitating yeah and then go back seven places and make me hungry. Uh, G N I T A T I. So this is grav. Gravy. Gravy. Hell yeah. Uh, and then I changed my mind. Let's start from scratch. And then the at symbol. Um. Grat? It's just, so they just went to at. Oh, okay. Uh, slash a slash said, t. Uh, then it said, append a small, sharp, broad-headed nail. What? Append a small, sharp, broad-headed nail. Attach? Attack. Attack, Okay. Uh, and then go to the exact opposite and you will find what you seek. Defend? Yeah. And then they got note from our mole in the recruits discord channel. Please leave location immediately. Attack team is on its way. <laughs> and then they sent that to Tony and he was like, well, that's pure irony. Wait for new information. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I can't judge them all. <laughs> uh, and then they got a text file on the Tarragon site that said, So there's a mole among you? That's troubling, to say the least. Give us a moment to figure out what to do with this. In the meantime, the director wants to read wants you to read something else. 
Uh, and they got a PNG that had a Templar cipher on it. And I can't believe I'm about to have to look up another cipher. <laughs> this episode's going to be four hours long, and most of it's going to be Marn doing Google searches. I know! The Knight's Templar Code Cipher. Oh, it's just a symbol cipher. It's it's basically okay. pig it's pig pen, but it uses a cross instead of a square. <laughs> of course it is. Of, okay. Yeah, like of course. Duh. <laughs> okay. Um and they got Mian, which was a anagram for Discord user Nina M, who revealed herself to be a member of FDM in the Discord. Uh-oh. And, she, and she said, we're all your friends here. We have cake. You chose us before. You can choose us again. Tony called you way worse things. We didn't betray <laughs> you. You're doing what we have to do. Make up your mind. You have one hour. Uh, and okay. Uh, well, last time we betrayed Tarragon, they called us idiots. Yeah. Uh, and it, it linked to another post that was like, stay with Tarragon, betray Tarragon. Uh, and everyone, well, I wouldn't say everyone voted, uh, 600, so 600 people voted, uh, stay with Tarragon, wait, hang on, this is not, so this is interesting, it looks almost, yeah, I think the poll results got messed up. It looks like people are still voting. Hold on, I'm going to be vote 600. I'm staying with Tarragon. Boom, 600 votes. 601! No, don't touch it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because it says that the final results were 216 to 189, and I went, and I was like, oh, 600, that math doesn't check out. <laughs> um, okay, so now it says rejoin the FDM, but back then it said stay yes. with Tarragon. Yeah, stay with Tarragon 1 amid heavy suspicions of voter fraud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was more text files on the Tarragon website. Uh, Thank you for taking care of that mole. We're working on something at the moment. We received intel telling us FDM may be looking to get their hands on chemicals urgently. They may even be looking for sellers on the internet. Can you check whether there's any proof to that? Uh, and then they got some hints that said, United we fall, divided we stand. Uh, and then, think about the places people on the internet go when they want to buy stuff from private individuals. <laughs> I doubt they would buy that stuff from a company that leaves a paper trail. Or do they just so go into Craigslist? Yes, they are. What? Yes, they are going to Craigslist. <laughs> they pretended uh, to sell chemical weapons on Craigslist for the ARG? They pretended to buy chemical weapons on Craigslist. You can't do one without the other, Marn. (laughs) Here, I'm gonna link you this Craigslist ad, because it's very funny. Does anyone have any methylphosphoronyl difluoride for sale? 100 pounds. Hi, we're looking for a reasonable amount of this for sale in Paris. We need it before this Sunday. Willing to pay a good price. Happy cats. Uh. Oh my god. 
And then the French police got called on them and the game stopped. The end. <laughs> so they realized that uh, that chemical is one of the components of sarin gas. Okay. And they contacted Tarragon and they were like, hey, you should look into this. Uh, they updated it and they said, yeah, our teams are going to research this. Uh, can you monitor that damn cat site while we're doing this and like, make sure they're not shit up on their cat site. <laughs> uh, they did indeed put up a new post of a cat. Uh, it had a hit, a hidden image in it uh, that had the Dancing Man cipher from Sherlock Holmes. God. But mirrored. God. Uh, and then they deciphered it to say, we will rent a Volkswagen... Torin X. We will rent. We will rent a Volkswagen Tour next week and pick you guys up at the airport on Sunday morning. Sorry, there are no spaces in that sentence, <laughs> so it was very hard to decipher. Uh, they sent it to Tony, and he said, "For once, you did something right. Hooray!" Uh. <laughs> And then Happy Cats updated again uh, with a post called Something for Our Friends, uh, which was a Polybius Square cipher uh, that decoded to we lost our contact in linguists. Please help us find someone before tomorrow at Vertex. Okay. So the mole that they picked in linguists was the right one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to pause real quick. Yes. This is something that we talked about in earlier episodes. Um, but this game is the best example of the, like, video game villains hideout problem. Which is where, like, are these henchmen supposed to know that every fucking message that comes out from the boss <laughs> is going to be a different because otherwise you'd have to send it along with like an email that says by the way guys this one's in pig pen by the way this one's in that and like that kind of defeats the whole purpose of encoding stuff like can you yeah. imagine being a member of this organization and being like guys like while we're working to counteract them they're also sitting there like god what the fuck do we do on saturday hold on <laughs> I found a dancing picture of a guy inside of the cat, but it doesn't... Guys, is this mirrored? <laughs> yeah, at this point, I feel like I wouldn't want to work for either of these organizations. <laughs> exactly. They'll be their own demise. One day they're going to put a code in that's so tough that neither of them can break it, and that'll yeah. be the end of the game. That'll be the end yeah. of all of it. It's true. So they get a new message from JM uh, that says, we were just sent a new video directly by FDM. Apparently they want to communicate for us. They want to communicate with us. Uh, can you please try to decipher it for us? P.S. We will give you clues if you fail to decipher like you do. Like you failed to decipher half of the previous codes, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they got a video uh, that was... A video of the Valir Basilica, and okay. it had a visioneer cipher uh, with the key Valir. 
and it decoded to, we know you are listening to us, we just wanted you to lose quite a bit of time decrypting this. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, and then they got a message from JM that said, well, we're done here for today, we're gonna prepare for the meeting tomorrow, uh, come back at 3pm Central Time, for the meeting, and any task that takes place tomorrow will take place in real time to allow us to prevent whatever FDM is doing. Okay. Alright. Um, and then they went back to the parasite puzzle. Okay. Uh, and they solved the weird string of letters that they had gotten as their last hint, which was actually an anagram of poison them all. All right. So, so, so yeah. So February seventh is the last day of the ergy. Uh, they meet back at three p.m. You get a message from JM that says, "Hey, I'm glad you could join us. We need all the help we can get." Blah blah blah. I'm gonna pair you with some of my best people. We have three senior agents on site: Renee, Mark, and Tony. Uh, unfortunately, Mark is investigating a new lead, and Tony just told me that he'd rather have all of his teeth pulled with a rusty pair of fly- <laughs> pliers than have to work with you guys. Okay. Uh, and, the, and he said, so you're going to work with Renee? P.S. Today's her birthday. Don't forget to wish her a happy birthday. I'm sure you'll love it. Um, so remember all of the stuff that uh, Happy Cats was saying about cake and birthday cake? I do. Foreshadowing. Okay. So they get a message from Renee that says, Hi there, so you're the guys I'm going to work with today, right? Super, I've heard great things about you. Sorry if I'm a bit slow to respond at the moment, but, well, it's my birthday, and some of my colleagues just brought me this extra large piece of devil's food cake. (laughs) Uh, And then it goes on for a little bit, just being like, Hey, so we have a series of tasks to perform. Uh, every one of them is going to have an hour deadline. Uh, if you don't complete a task in time, there's going to be consequences. Uh, and but if you if you get a, a puzzle wrong the first time, you can just keep answering it, it again uh, until you get the information accurate. Uh, and then at the the end, it says, "I'm so thrilled to be working with." Wait a minute, please. Burb. <laughs> and then they got a message from Jam that said, Hey guys, sorry about that. Turns out someone had the bright idea to leave Renee's cake in a hot room for 24 hours before serving it to her. From the looks of it, she's going to be unavailable today due to a bad case of food poisoning. Or sarin par- gas poisoning. <laughs> I'll have to bury it with someone else. Wait a moment. And then they got... <laughs> a message from Tony that said, oh, hell no. <laughs> I was just told that apparently the choice is simple. Work with you or get fired. So let's work together. Just try not to stab me in the back like you seem to regularly do. <laughs> um, so their first task was to inspect the parking garage Uh, And they had an hour-ish to do that. Uh, They had to upload a... They had to look at a list of pictures that Tony uploaded uh, of vehicles that were in the garage. Uh, They had to decide which vehicle 
was suspicious um, and vote for it on a po- on the the poll. Okay. Yeah. Um, they figured out that the suspicious vehicle was a Volkswagen Touran, which was from the the code on the cat's website that was like, "We'll be in a Volkswagen Touran." Oh right. Um, they voted for it, and then they, I think, I think they won that one. It doesn't say that they failed, so I'm going to assume that they won. <laughs> uh, they also got a image with a Orgham cipher, uh, which is Orgham. an ancient Celtic alphabet, according to Google. Okay. Uh, they, which said the scrambled key is Scalet, which is a anagram of castle. Okay. So they don't know what to use it yet. Uh, they got a a new page that was called From Tony, which had a link to a YouTube video. It's a video of Justin Bieber. <laughs> it's a three-minute video of like a MTV feature on Justin Bieber. Uh, but it has messages coded in it. Um, Okay. And they used it to find a specific picture in a RAR folder. uh, And then they got a new message from Tony with periodic table numbers that decoded to gas sarin. Okay. Uh, And then... They got a substitution cipher that said traitor. And then hey. the YouTube video, the YouTube channel uploaded a new video. There's just, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah. The YouTube thing uploaded a new video and they got a new message from Tony that said, Heads of state are now assembled in the meeting room. It is imperative that we find this canister of sarin gas ASAP or we may end up with over a hundred dead heads of state in an hour or so. And we'll upload a map. Clues to the location are in a video we found on the Cat Lady site. And then a link to a YouTube video. Okay. Uh, And the YouTube video has a cipher in it. Uh, it's just a 10-minute video of of text of the cipher that says, Time for a BLT sandwich with extra mayo. And then a bunch of numbers. Okay. Uh, and they figured out that the previous video that had been uploaded by Tarragon uh, was a, a song by the band New Order. Uh New Order has a song called Bizarre Love Triangle. They were like, oh, BLT might be Bizarre Love Triangle. This might be some kind of song code or something. Uh, But they didn't know what to do with it. Tony sent them something that was like, hey, work faster. Uh, FDM locked all of the heads of state in a meeting room. Uh, The director is safe with us, but we're trying to break into the meeting room. 
the walls are reinforced and we need you to find the canister. Uh, after an hour, they did not solve the puzzle. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Tony said, Good thing our team swept the other floors of the building, so at least we know the bomb has to be on this floor. Um, here's a poll. You have five minutes uh, to tell us which room to search for the bomb. Uh, if you fail, I'll just ask you again. Every time you guess wrong, you lose five minutes out of the hour that you have to find the bomb. So they just kind of, I think at this point, they just started guessing random rooms. <laughs> <laughs> you may have already oh, have predicted man. how this ARG ends. I've got a hunch. Um, so, the first three rooms they voted were incorrect, so they lost 15 minutes. Uh, and then they voted for the lunch break area, and Tony said, yeah, we found the canister, it was brought inside a giant cake, uh, and it's in, <laughs> it's attached to the AC vent, and we might detonate it if we move it. We have to, like, dif- diffuse it before it goes off. There's five colored wires inside. Please figure out which one I need to cut and be right, or this thing will explode and I'll die. Okay. Uh... And he said, also, I've, we found a cipher in the in the casing of the bomb. <laughs> We're going to definitely tell them how to solve it. Uh, only if they can solve our riddles. And then they got a hint that said, our guys just found out that the first step might be an at-bash cipher. P.S. Don't message me. I don't have time to check Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they decoded the cipher uh, using Atbash. It was Ave Maria. And then they used the Ave Maria cipher, which Jesus exists. Christ. I fucking guess! What is an Ave Maria cipher? I don't the page know, because this link- page is in It's in French! French. <laughs> I think it's a cipher that just uses lines from Ave Maria to signify different letters god okay oh yeah it definitely is they got the following text the very long cable is green the medium cable has four strands the long cable has cat written on it hold on i'm writing this down give me it no go ahead the orange cable is left to the red cable the orange cable has panther written on it the cable connected to a metal plate has three strands the blue cable is connected to a screw. The center cable has lion written on it. The short cable is the first cable. The cable connected to a transistor is next to the cable with five strands. The cable with a single strand is next to the cable connected to a screw. The cable connected to a circuit board has monkey written on it. The very short cable is connected to an LED screen. The short cable is next to the white cable. The cable connected to a transistor is next to a cable with dog written on it. The cable to cut is the one with two strands. God, okay. Yeah? So this is just kind of a logic puzzle. It is. Okay, I'm terrible at these. (laughs) So they got a new poll uh, that said, I will cut the cable with the most votes uh, at 8 p.m., 
and they decided to cut the red wire, which was incorrect. No, Tony! <laughs> Everyone's favorite asshole! Uh, and then they got a message from the director that was that just said, unfortunately, if you, as you've probably heard by now, the bomb went off and decimated <laughs> all the heads of state on site. <laughs> However, our team managed to get out before the gas spread outside of the meeting room. Whatever happened, Tarragon will help the world as it grieves for its leaders. God. Um, on behalf of everyone here at Tarragon, I want to sincerely thank you for your help. You did miss a few things here and there, but overall, you did a good job. However, you have to understand, I cannot offer you a position after you give <laughs> some of our confidential data to FDM. <laughs> um, oh, and then, God. And then the uh, the GM posted something on the on the website uh, that was like, "Hey, it's the GM. Thank you for participating. I wanted to do like this cool Da Vinci Code esque ARG and." I'm going to do an AMA on Reddit in case anybody wants to ask me out or ask me about it. Uh, and it's... If anyone wants to ask me out, uh, I'm available. <laughs> and basically just saying that it was so wild that like the Discord ended up with like 600 people in it. Uh, so that was the end of Tarragon. Uh, I know that he did start a Tarragon 2 ARG, but huh. I think... It, he aborted it uh, in favor of starting something else that was, like, unrelated to Tarragon. Gotcha. Oh, no, just kidding. Um, so he... He has a bunch of different ARGs. Yeah, so he did... He started... He did Tarragon. I think he did like Tarragon 2 or something and then aborted it and now he runs one called Electric or he ran one called Electric Freedom Society that was apparently a lot longer than Tarragon and also Tony was in that one okay okay so, so Tony made it out yeah so Tony survived hell yeah yeah He's made it to be an asshole to people another day Welcome to They, Them, Theirs, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. We're here. We're queer. Let's talk about it. My name is Joe. And my name is Rain. We're non-binary, and once a month we sit down and we talk about gender. 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 <laughs> we talk about our experiences with gender expression, pronouns, and other parts of the trans and non-binary experience. We also talk about a lot of anime and music that we like and relate to. And our cats. Yeah. You can listen at theorangegroves.com or search They Them Theirs on your podcast app of choice. Until next time, take care, and remember, nice gender. Should we rate <laughs> Tarragon? This is a lot. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's uh, do it. So what do you think about the story of this ARG? It's pretty basic, but I like the characters. Yeah, Tony, I, I'm always a sucker for people that are an asshole, and I 
I th- I always think it's a very funny joke to have people be five minutes behind everything happening, um, or just like slightly worse than the thing going on. Um, yeah. My favorite D and D thing I ever did was introduce a character that was literally, um, one of the player characters, except with a plus one to every stat. Um, just saying, yeah, he's you, except like three inches taller, bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, um, and just the nicest guy. Um, I, I think having something that's just like, yeah, you guys solved this like ten minutes after our actual guys did. Um, yeah. it's a funny joke that keeps happening. I'm I'm into that as a joke. Me too. I do. I I I liked all of the. Well, this might be more for puzzles, but I like that a lot of it took place in real time, and they had to like make decisions in real time yeah that was really interesting i i think the 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 it's strained believability a little bit at the first one where it's like there's a guy lo- there's a guy loose in our lab yeah and he's looking for this key code do you want to give him the key code or do you want to like tell us where he is you've got an hour and it's like well i feel like you guys could find him in an hour <laughs> yeah but and i okay. feel like a lot of args don't do real-time stuff because it forces them to wrangle all of their players in one place at once but like exactly this one, this one clearly had enough players that it was like oh if even just like a hundred of them are online they'll work it out probably yeah i i feel like it definitely um there was that one puzzle that just never got solved because it's it seems like no one was on at the time that it was happening uh when the uh I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like at the end of one of the days that was just like, hey, you guys better yeah. do this. And then it was like, uh, well, we'll pick up here tomorrow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that that live happening kind of faltered there. But otherwise, it's really cool that it happened the way that it did. It is really cool. Yeah, I like I like the kind of like choose your own adventure aspect, but also like if you make the wrong choice, everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. I liked the uh, I like the straw polls and the it's really interactive with the players. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. So, I also like ha- I also oh, like the having a mole in the Discord thing. Yeah, I'm I'm usually not as into moles as I am in other things, but there being an actual puzzle of there's a mole figure out who it is that's i think that's a lot more interesting than just like players realizing oh i bet the gm knows what's happening here i thought that was a really cool interesting way to do something like that yeah i agree so how many poisoned birthday cakes out of 10 would you (laughs) give this story um i think like a seven it's not like the most uh original story but yeah i think i'm i'm a little lower than that i'm thinking that i'm a maybe a a six maybe even a five um yeah it's one of those things where it's the story is kind of it's kind of basic but it's well told um and that good execution counts for a lot um so yeah about a six i think i'd give it yeah i could go like a six or a seven what do we think about puzzles so I think this game doesn't have enough puzzles. <laughs> yeah, it It's weird because on one element it's the same puzzle every time. It's just you get a new um text file 
something in that text file is a cipher. Once you solve that cipher, you get a new text file. Yeah. On the other hand, they used every fucking cipher that's ever existed and probably invented two more to put this together. <laughs> um, so, like, I th- personally, I wish they'd reined that in a bit more and gotten a bit more creative on the like uh macro level i feel like yeah. they, they they on the micro level they separated a lot but on the macro level it was all the same and i wish yeah. that they had kind of shaken it up a bit more yeah i feel like a lot of indie args fall into the trap of like oh if i use caesar cipher over and over and over again people are just gonna guess that it's caesar cipher so i have to like hide my caesar cipher behind like a a base 64 and whatever and i have to make it super hard or i have to like find this other cipher that no one's ever heard of before but it's like no you don't (laughs) you don't have to do that it's kind of like this is this is going to be a strained metaphor but it's kind of like um bullet sponge designs in video games where the difficulty of an encounter isn't the fact that like it's a challenging fight it's just the fact that the boss has like 8000 hp and my bullets do two damage so yeah. like i get you know once you get into that like central gameplay flow the difficulty doesn't come from actually executing the difficulty just comes from the fact that it's going to take you 20 minutes and that's just a numbers game at that point I feel like a lot of people get into that where it's like, great, I've made the puzzle more complex. And it's like, well, all you've really done is run the cipher through a couple more things and make it so that it's going to take, instead of 10 minutes, it'll take 40 minutes. But the 40 minutes that it takes are just going to be people throwing it at different plugs Mm -hmm. to see where it fits. It's not going to be 40 minutes of, like, solving, you know? Yeah. So... I think there's a way to make a puzzle that takes 40 minutes and it's not hiding a one word behind like six levels of ciphers. Exactly. Because, again, the impulse is always to make your players spend more time on puzzles, but like your players are always going to spend less time on things than you think they are. And there's just there's just not a way to curb that unless you make a multi-step puzzle that doesn't involve running the same word through a bunch of different codes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But again, I do, I do like the real time puzzle solving aspect. Yeah. The real time puzzle solving aspect is good. The, um, the straw poles that lead into everything again, I don't know if you want to call that plot or puzzle, but that execution is very it's really strong just saying like yeah it's neat having puzzles that are just um it's less like you'll know the answer when you find it and more of a Mm -hmm. hey when you think you know the answer plug it into this poll and we'll go from there that's a really that's a really interesting angle to approach games from um it's a lot less the solutions end up being kind of binary of if you solved it or not but at the end it's kind of like like with the the trader puzzle or the yeah. yeah the trader where it's like we think we know who it is based off the word tractor but it could be any of these two people <laughs> and it really comes down to like in our in the chat 
what our gut feeling says tractor means. I like that. I also um, really liked the directories puzzle. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. The gravity one? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And that's I think that's a case of something where it's not difficult. Like, I was able to solve a chunk of those just sitting here listening to yeah, you, you say s- something. Yeah, you solved most of it. Um, but it was fun. Like, it, it was yeah. interesting and sitting in a in a in a group coming to terms with that and figuring that out and working together it's not going to take very long but that's the kind of puzzle that sticks with you yeah it's fun it's more it's the one puzzle of this that i really remember over all and i remember a couple others because it's like really a dwarven rune cipher or a, <laughs> a an ave maria cipher but those i just remember because it's an interesting weird cipher that i don't understand that one's an actually interesting puzzle that I haven't seen anywhere else, and I think it's really neat. Yeah. I would give the puzzles in this game a 7 out of 10. Yeah, 7 uh, unruly disruptive agents out of 10. <laughs> um, replayability? Uh, it sounds like it's pretty well documented on Game Detectives, but it's unplayable. Yeah. You can still watch those weird videos of the, the looped Dota player. Yeah. If you really want to. I don't think that the... I don't think the the, the videos and, like, ephemera around the game aren't compelling enough to be worth revisiting outside of the game. And within the game, there's just not enough to do with them for them to be worth it. Yeah. I'm, uh... I'm, I'm reading, uh... I'm I'm kind of skimming the AMA that the creator did, and apparently he had plans for like every choice they could have made in the straw polls, which is very interesting. Huh, interesting. I'm like, curious he, how it would have played out. He he said that like he kind of knew what they would go with because it was just like what the logical choice was at that moment in time. Like he expected them to betray Tarragon when they did. Yeah. Um, but he was like, yeah, I was afraid in the second poll that you would get, you guys would betray Tarragon again. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the vote manipulation wasn't on their end. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Sometimes uh, the best thing you can do as a DM behind the screen is to nudge things in the favor of the way you want them to go. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so how many uh, strange, unknowable, uh, googleable ciphers out of 10 would you give the replayability of this game? Eh, like a one. Yeah, like a one is kind of where I'm landing <laughs> to. That's a cool one, but yeah, it's just not around anymore. It's a shame. Yeah, but you can get the full experience by listening to this episode of Arcanine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Do you want to do recommendations? Uh, I do not. I'm dreading recommendations this week, Marn. Uh-oh, why? So I have a confession, and that is that... Uh, uh, to, to go behind the scenes a little bit for Argonauts, uh, I have been... We have not recorded in about a month, I would say, um, due to some stuff that you had going on at the beginning of the month. And we uh, pre-recorded a couple episodes 
And at the the last one of those, I announced that my recommendation was um, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I um, see. And that's all I've done. I see. Uh, I haven't done anything else in this month, Marn. So I can't really recommend much. Um, what I can recommend are the couple podcasts that I've listened to while playing the game. Um, I have fallen down the hole into Friends at the Table, uh, which is a really good actual play podcast. Um, I'm not typically one for actual play podcasts. I, uh, I'm i very picky about them, and I just don't like a lot of them. I just can't bring myself to get into them. Um, Friends at the Table is a really neat uh, podcast that is... Um, it's really cool the way that they work with the form of the game. Um, it's a, a, you know, a group of friends playing Dungeon World at first. Um, but then along the way, the group is really interesting and not afraid to, um, they're not, they're not afraid to experiment with other games and other systems. And they're not afraid to, uh, kind of veer off left and explore the story as it's unfolding, even if it feels like it's entirely different from where, the quote-unquote show should be going, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like part of my problem with a lot of actual play stuff is that they can be kind of... Um, they can be kind of DM-centric, and... Yeah. Um, and, and there's good and bad to that, and it's understandable because you're telling a narrative story. Um, but it's really interesting hearing how these players all work together to develop the narrative as it comes out from there. Um, it's It's... Part of the appeal of this show is that it starts off as one unified party and then they split the group in half because they realize there's just too many people to really keep track of. And the first arc is about them going to a tower and finding a thing. And then the second arc, they're like, hey, you know, two different groups can script these two parties to go off and go to these towers and find something up that's up. And clearly the GM has an idea of what's going on and what's behind the scenes and all that. And one of the parties goes off and kind of does that you know, pretty easily. It's just kind of how it's going. The other party veers off course entirely and does their own entirely separate thing. And um, the, the GM does an incredible job of keeping it like thematically interesting and appropriate and tying it in with whatever, with what's going on with the other party. They call them the snow party and boat party, basically. Um, and the boat party goes off the rails. Um, but they keep it into an interesting state that affects the world around them. And I don't know, keeps the game going in a way that even though they're not focusing on the plot as it was originally laid out or expected to go, it goes in a wildly fresh, interesting direction that I really enjoy. I don't want to give away any specifics, which makes it kind of hard to talk about, but it's really cool. Nice. Um, and then along with that, they jump into different um, systems to play. They, they they start off with Dungeon World, but at different times, they just pick up and use different games at all times. Um, I'm starting from the very beginning of the series, but they've had multiple seasons. Um, and in each season, you can kind of jump in at different places. There's a flowchart on their website. But... Um, Another one, they do a sci-fi game where one group is using a kind of in the thick of it, on the ground, you know, playing as characters, working through a sci-fi campaign as these characters who control mechs. 
while the other group is working like behind the scenes playing like a galactic spanning game and like doing high stakes like high shifting stuff that's happening in like the political background of the world while the other one is playing a group that's existing in that world it's really interesting how they use different games and different different genres as they're telling the stories to do really cool stuff i really like this podcast i've uh, really fallen in love with it and i think that people even if you don't like actual play stuff uh give this one a listen it might grow on you yeah I need to listen to it. I haven't, but I have like a billion friends who are super into it. <laughs> I started with the first season, like season one, episode one. Uh, that might not be the best way to do it, but it's the way that I did it. Um, they have they've got a whole flow chart on their website of where should you start the show. Um, but I'm I'm really liking it. Nice. What about you, Marn? What are you even doing this this month? Uh, so I got my better laptop back from Best Buy, finally, uh, and I've been trying to play more video games because my old laptop couldn't, um, handle running video games very well, and this one can, uh, so I have been getting back into Reigns Her Majesty, which I played for about six hours the other day. <laughs> you gifted that game to me, and I need to check it out. I did. It's super fun. Um, so... You can get it on Steam. I believe you can also get it as a phone game uh, because the whole mechanic is that you swipe right and left to make decisions uh, and you are the queen of a kingdom. Uh, And it's really interesting because it plays with the idea that uh, the, the queen has the power to make a lot of decisions, but not the power to like change anything big in the kingdom uh, because you're still married to the king. So it's a lot of like, you make very small, like, social decisions, and there are little meters that, like, tell you what the people think of you, like, what the church thinks of you, how much money you have, and how much power you have at any given time. Interesting. And if you tank any of those meters or max any of them out, you die. Okay. Um, and then you reincarnate as the next queen. Uh, and it's really interesting. There are ways huh. to like avoid certain deaths. Like you get items, and you can avoid them. Um, you can like duel people. There's a dueling mechanic that is super fun. Uh, there's also a meta plot that I don't want to talk too much about because the fun of it is kind of like discovering it for yourself and solving all the puzzles that go in the meta plot. Okay. Uh, but even without that, it's super fun. Uh, I first beat well quote unquote beat it uh last year and i played it again for the first time this week and i was like still finding new content that i had never seen before cool it's very cool uh the one of the writers has a very good gdc talk uh called queens of the phone age uh about (laughs) the narrative design of the game uh that you can find for free on youtube Um, And it talks about how they wanted to make it a version of the original Gabe Reigns that was queen-centered without having a lot of, like, performative feminism in it. Sure. Uh, And it's really interesting, and you should check it out and play the game. I know, so there's also a King version that I haven't played, which is the original, and there's also a Game of Thrones version. Okay. Which I also haven't played. Hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. I, was, I was about to say, I'll have to buy this game, but I won't because you got it for me for my birthday. So I will definitely check this out. <laughs> Once I can... Yeah, I, Go ahead. I gave you... I think I gave you the bundle that has King, the King and Queen ones Ooh. in it. But maybe not the Game of Thrones one. I think you have to buy that one separately. Oh, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Very cool. Yeah. I will have to check that out. It's very neat. Uh, I like it a lot. It's a cool little game, and it's a good, like, just time waster that you can pull up for, like, an hour if you have an hour to kill and, like, make some bad decisions and get your queen (laughs) executed at the guillotine. Awesome. I look forward to it. Hell yeah. All right. I I think that is going to do it for us. Um, If you... Man, I don't... How do I end this? Um... Yeah, uh, well, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, you can do so. You can email us at argonautspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, you can find us on Twitter. We are at argonautspod. Or if you want to get us separately, I am at AC Sherman Writes. And I am at Corpse Revivers. Uh, in addition to that, feel free to join us on Discord. Uh, we're active in our own Discord, as well as the Orange Groves Discord. Uh, and you can find us... Uh, if you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon.com. That is P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. Uh, or you can go to Patreon.com slash The Argonauts Pod. No, slash Argonauts Pod. I, <laughs> I, I know our fake URL, not our real one. Um, the fake one will work too, though. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, uh, we also have some merch available on Redbubble. Uh, that'll be in the show notes here. You can click on that link and... Find some cool honorary Argonauts button or uh, stickers. Yeah. Um, and that is. Oh, we're gonna do a live stream soon. What? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I felt like we had something else to announce, but it's that we're gonna do that live stream soon. Yes, we're gonna do a live stream soon. We should probably have talked about that earlier in the episode. Uh, we have scheduled our Patreon live stream. We are going to be doing it. Um, that will be on September 19th. Uh, we will be doing that that evening. We'll have a more concrete time uh, when we get a little closer to that. Uh, we have submitted a uh, Google form for our patrons to fill out um, any questions that they want to hear. We'll be putting together another Google form. I'm putting it on Twitter for general questions uh, later. But our, our patrons do get... Um, basically the priority question so if you really have a dying question that you're a burning question that you're dying to get answered uh join our patreon drop a thing in there and it'll be guaranteed to get answered as long as it's appropriate um so yeah that uh we're really looking forward to it i need to figure out how to do a uh how to get a webcam hooked up but once we do that we'll be unstoppable yeah, we're probably going to stream on Twitch, and if we can figure it out, we might play a game at some point, depending <laughs> how long the live stream goes. So if there's a game that you really want to see us be not so great at, uh, <laughs> tweet us. That, or we'll find a game to battle each other in. Mine, oh, let's play yes. Battletech. I'll fight you in Battletech. Bring it on. Can we get, like, vintage Marvel versus Capcom? Ooh, I would not be good at that one. Let's do it. <laughs> the only fighting game i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> all right we will get that figured out uh and until then uh that's args baby that's
That's ARGS, baby. <laughs>